Happy Monday and welcome to Newsmax Daily for June 12th, 2023. It is the 24th Monday of the year, a day to stop and smell the roses, as they say. It's National Red Rose Day, a day for gardeners, florists, and romantics to enjoy the rose which has been cultivated and symbolic for thousands, yes, thousands of years, believed to have been grown first in China. And on the food calendar, it's hashtag National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. My wife and one of my two sons are the only people I know, basically in the world, that don't like peanut butter cookies. Excluding people who are allergic, of course, and a lot of them probably like it, they just can't eat it. My family, not allergic, they just don't like peanut butter cookies. How nuts is that? I hope you had a fantastic and safe weekend doing the things you love to do on the weekend. And now that the smoke is cleared, some 40 million Americans are on high alert for severe weather this week. Storms with hail, high winds, potential tornadoes, all expected from Denver down to Dallas and as far east as Charlotte, North Carolina, where I actually was over the weekend. Great to be back in the Queen City over the weekend for a quick visit. Alabama and Georgia all Already seeing heavy rain today, so do be careful. And you may have seen it on Newsmax over the weekend. President Trump was in North Carolina and Georgia. The ridiculous and baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Many people have said that. Democrats have even said it. This vicious persecution is a travesty of justice. You're watching Joe Biden. Joe, I think of it. Biden is trying to jail his leading political opponent, an opponent that's beating him by a lot in the polls, just like they do in Stalinist Russia or communist China. No different. Our country's gone very bad. And think of it in three years. Three years ago, we were energy independent. We had no inflation. We had low taxes. We had low interest rates. We had the greatest economy in history. Think of it. I could stand up here all day long and just talk about all of the great success we had. And now we have everything's the opposite. Inflation's killing our country. Energy is ridiculous and ridiculously high. We're getting energy from Venezuela. Nobody can even believe it. I never thought such a thing could happen to America. As far as the joke of an indictment, it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing for this country. I mean, the only good thing about it is it's driven my poll numbers way up. Can you believe this? And he is exactly right. Back on Friday, I said I suspected Trump's poll numbers and fundraising would go up after his indictment, like it did after the charges in the Stormy Daniel case. And now a new CBS News YouGov poll shows Trump's lead over Ron DeSantis growing by 38%, 61 to 23% over Ronnie D, while his lead over all the other candidates skyrocketed to as much as 57%. The poll was conducted prior to and after the indictment shows 76% of likely Republican voters think last week's indictment was politically motivated, while only 12% of those uh, polled see his handling of classified documents as being a national security risk. The poll was conducted among likely Republican voters, but outside of that, 
80% of the rest of the people did see it as a threat to national security. So again, this isn't just about Trump being the Republican nominee, right? This is about the Republican nominee winning the general election. Our law enforcement has become weaponized at a level never seen before. The stakes of this election could not be more stark. Either we have a deep state or we have a democracy. We're going to have one or the other. And we're right at the tipping point. Right now, we're way leaning toward deep state. But deep state isn't strong enough. It's really a communist country, a Marxist country. Deep state's not strong enough. Deep state now is a nice term compared to what we're doing. Either we have a failed country or we have a free and successful country. And either they win or we win. It's very simple. They win or we win. Now, when I look at Atlanta, when I see what happened to Atlanta over a very short period of time, and then, you know, you have these people looking at this junk. But when I look at what happened to Atlanta in terms of safety, this was a great city at one point, and now people are fleeing Atlanta. And they're fleeing New York, and they're fleeing Chicago, and they're fleeing Los Angeles. They're fleeing Democrat-run cities, essentially. San Francisco, one of the greatest cities in the world, and now it's seriously troubled. At the end of the day, either the communists win and destroy America, or we destroy the communists, because that's what they are. They may go by a different name. Fascists, Marxists. Never forget what the demented persecution of our movement is all about. It's a demented persecution. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we, we are the only ones who are going to be able to stop them. President Trump speaking in Georgia Sunday. Here's what some voters in Georgia and North Carolina had to say over the weekend. I I like Trump's policies. Um, Personality-wise, I think his ego is a a little too big at times, but... um, I guess considering all the attacks that he has on him, it, it uh, probably a weaker man wouldn't be able to handle it. I despise the man. I think he's a crook. I think he doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. I think he's so egotistical and looks out for himself and really doesn't even care about this country. I think it's a lot of showboating by the Democrats because they know he's very popular and uh, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind either on either side. I would tend to agree with her. It's not going to change many minds on both sides of the aisle. And as far as the other woman, I mean, I don't care how much you dislike Donald Trump, but how can you possibly say he doesn't care about the country? Former Vice President Mike Pence also spoke in North Carolina over the weekend. You know, we gather here in North Carolina after a sad day for America. A former president of the United States facing an unprecedented indictment by a Justice Department run by the current president of the United States and a potential political rival. Now, we as Republicans know no one is above the law. But after years of politicization, that I lived through when I was your vice president. That campaign in 2016 when Hillary Clinton 
was exonerated by the FBI in the lead-up to the election. Two and a half years of a Russia hoax, and thanks to the Durham report, we now investigation that never even should have begun. The disgraceful collusion that took place between big tech, big media, and the Democratic Party to cover up the disclosure of a laptop owned by the president's son in the days leading up to the 2020 campaign, and then the slow walk of investigations into the president and his family have undermined the confidence of the American people in our system of justice. Now, as I said earlier this week, I had hoped the Department of Justice would see its way clear to resolve the issues involving the former president without an indictment, and I'm deeply troubled to see this indictment move forward. Its capacity to further divide our country at a time when the American people are struggling as never before and at a time when the world is becoming almost more dangerous by the hour. And going back to Sunday's poll from CBS News, 90% of the respondents, 90% said their number one concern is lowering inflation. Second on the list, lowering taxes. You could see all of the specifics about abortion, transgender issues, and others at Newsmax.com. Meanwhile, Trump will have a hearing in Miami tomorrow, then fly back to a summer home in New Jersey after the court appearance and deliver an address to the nation later that night, around 8.15, from his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. You can see it live on Newsmax. And just to clarify, because there was a lot of misinformation being disseminated over the weekend, Trump was not charged with espionage. He was charged with 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information under the Espionage Act. Newsmax correspondent John Huddy spoke with constitutional law professor Alan Dershowitz. I want to ask you about the Espionage Act because the first 31 counts have to do, as I outlined, with the willful retention of national defense information. Is that indeed a violation of the Espionage Act? I mean, you know who else violated the Espionage Act and were convicted? Aldrich James and Robert Hansen. So is he in, in the company of, of these guys who, you know, who violated this, this act and were tried for it? The Espionage Act is one of the most dangerous and unconstitutional statutes ever passed. Passed by Woodrow Wilson in 1917 in order to imprison dissidents opposed to the war. Every civil libertarian, every liberal, every progressive, every Democrat I know was against this statute for the last hundred years. Now they're all rooting for it to be applied broadly to conduct that has nothing to do with espionage. There's no allegation that he ever endangered national security or showed material to enemies or sold it to enemies. So the word espionage is completely misleading. Not be in the company of Walter James or any of the other people. This is a possession statute. And even the count involving showing it to other people was brought essentially under the provision statute that talks about willfully possessing classified material. Dershowitz does say there are two issues of concern, however. There are two damning paragraphs, just two, paragraph 34 and paragraph 35, where they have tape recordings of the former president basically acknowledging that some of the papers that he possessed and showed to a writer, I'll just read you, uh, so as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't, you know, but this is still... The reason that's so important, it doesn't uh, 
depend on witnesses who have been flipped. Uh, the reason they went after, for example, his personal aide was they're trying to flip him and make him into a witness against them. But we know that witnesses can be not made to sing, but sometimes made to compose as well, make stories. But when you have a tape in the voice of the defendant himself, it's hard to dispute. So uh, I think this is a, a serious indictment on these two charges. Everything else, I think, is exactly what we expected. There's no difference between that and what Hillary Clinton and others have done not enough to justify this. It doesn't meet what I call the Richard Nixon standard, which uh, was very clear obstruction of justice, destroying evidence, paying bribes. This is too close a case to bring against a man running for president against the incumbent president. The only exception to that are these two paragraphs, and we're going to have to hear an explanation from Trump's lawyers or from Trump. Constitutional law professor Alan Dershowitz with Newsmax correspondent John Huddy. And we get more from Sunday's Wake Up America Weekend Edition. So, um, one set of laws, they apply to everyone. I think, you know, from what I can see, there's a lot of people questioning that. So, Tudor, I'll go to you. What did you think of what the special prosecutor had to say there? Well, it certainly does not apply to everyone, or we would see indictments of Joe Biden, of Hillary Clinton. We could probably go past to all former presidents and take a deep dive into their homes and see if there's anything that we can do here. I mean, think about this. You are talking about 37 felonies for the equivalent of jaywalking. And this is now what we're doing to political opponents in this country. It is incredibly scary when you see that Joe Biden, who Honestly, information that came out about him is devastating to the country, can overshadow that by taking his FBI, DOJ, whatever he, whoever he wants to use at the time to go after a political opponent. That's scary. Former GOP nominee for governor of Michigan, Tudor Dixon on Wake Up America Weekend Edition. As for the investigation into President Biden and the Biden family, Congressman Tim Burchett, a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, joined Saturday Agenda. I know a few of, of the members on the oversight have already had a chance to view the FBI document. Now, this is the document um, that alleges a bribery scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden, who was allegedly paid $5 million by a Burisma executive when his son Hunter Biden was a board member on the Ukrainian gas company. Um, first of all, I want to ask you how you read those developments. Congresswoman May said that she believes that those are credible, but obviously the next step for the oversight is going to be subpoenaing more bank records to follow the money trail there to corroborate the account from, again, this this trusted um, confidential human source within the FBI. Well, my colleague Nancy Mace is is very accurate in her praise of me and her assumption of (laughs) of what's going on uh, with, with with the president who is in the vice president, the the payoff from Burisma, that's very obvious. You know, we have $10 million that floated into Biden crime family accounts. I mean, minor kids through communist China and these other former Soviet bloc countries. Uh, it's very obvious what's going on. This family has been for sale for a long time and it's just continued. And I guess the uh, uh, the two things that really bother me, first of all, I'm not surprised that the national media will not cover this because they have so much invested in this this president who whose um, cognitive level is is about that of a sponge cake. And then also um, 
just the fact that the obvious um, double standard by our Justice Department, you know, I, at some point we got to really be serious about this and say, hey, Justice Department, y'all not going to do your job. We're going to start cutting your funds. And that's where we the where Congress is supposed to be the, um, the, the the purse of government. And we need to start acting like it. We need to start cutting off their money. Some of these alphabet agencies that refuse to do their jobs. This is complete corruption at the highest level. Congressman Tim Burchett on Saturday agenda with Kilbaney Ducart. More news in a moment. You know the old saying, good things come in small packages. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is about the size of your hand, but powerful enough to kill viruses, mold, and odors quickly. I now have a couple of these in my home, and it is amazing how we can actually smell cleaner, fresher, healthier air in our home. My wife, who suffers from allergies, is especially happy with it. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier, you uses proven oxy technology to purify the air. I don't know all the technology, I just know it works. And because it's not a filter, you don't have to keep on buying filters. It has no filter. You just plug it in. And right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code TONY, like my name, save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code TONY, and shipping is free. And on the international front, the former Prime Minister of Italy, Silvio Berlusconi, passing away over the weekend at the age of 86. Berlusconi was also a billionaire media mogul. He had reportedly been suffering from leukemia. At the White House today, it is College Athlete Day, celebrating women's and men's NCAA champion teams from 2022 and 2023. The White House says it inadvertently sent out a guidance email requesting unvaccinated athletes wear face masks and social distance. In a second email, the White House noted that it was an out-of-date email and sent inadvertently. President Biden also meeting with NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg at the White House today. And tonight, the Denver Nuggets look to win their first ever NBA championship as they host the Miami Heat game five of the NBA Finals. The Nuggets have a three to one series lead after winning both games in Miami. But I think, I think, I hope Miami wins tonight just to keep it interesting. I'm pretty sure Denver will win the series, but I think the Heat win tonight. The NHL Stanley Cup Finals will continue tomorrow night in Vegas, where the Florida Panthers also need a win to stay alive. And if you are not already watching Newsmax TV, don't forget it's available on most major cable systems. AT&T, Xfinity, Comcast, Cox, DirecTV, and many others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and more. And make sure you download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's easy to get. It's free. And then you can watch your favorite shows and keep up with breaking news anywhere, anytime. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the remainder of your Monday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.